Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hey, what's up? This is Seth Green, and you are listening to Somewhere in Vegas with Mark, and I am so hot, I would desperately like a glass of water. Please, please, give me some water. This is Cindy Preston, and I'm with Mark on Somewhere in Vegas. Hi, this is Melissa Peterman from CMT's The Singing Bee and the television show Reba, and I have to tell you, I just have to get it off my chest, I love Somewhere in Vegas with Mark. Hi there. This is Faith Roscoe from General Hospital. You're listening to Mark on Somewhere in Vegas. And you better watch out. We know how to find you if you're not listening. Hi, this is Shannon Egan from Whippet. And I love Somewhere in Vegas with Mark. Hey, this is Lee Allen Baker with Somewhere in Vegas. Talking with Mark with a Q. This is Courtney Cronin. You're listening to Somewhere in Vegas with your host, Mark. And I would make sure to listen every week because he's a sure bet. Hey, this is the money man, Eddie Money. I've got two tickets to paradise in this. You know what? It's somewhere in Vegas. And what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Hi, this is Crystal Kale, and I love Somewhere in Vegas with Mark. Hi, this is Terry Nunn from Berlin, and you're listening to Mark Somewhere in Vegas. Hi, this is Miracle Laurie from Joss Whedon's Dollhouse. There are three flowers in a vase, and I'm listening to Somewhere in Vegas with Mark. Hi, this is Erin Hill, and you are listening to Mark on Blog Talk Radio and Somewhere in Vegas. Mark is a great guy. Hi, this is Sean Pulaski. I'm still trying to figure out Mark Pico's sexuality, but I know you're listening to Somewhere Live in Vegas. Here you go, Mark. I, I'm sorry. I thought you were he, she. I'm sorry. I, I, get out of the tent. Let's get out of here. Hey, this is Lance and Anna from Free Radio and... Anna? And you're listening to Somewhere in Vegas. Yes. My favorite. favorite. My favorite. You know, that's, that's usually what happens with me. I go to Vegas and I get lost, and so I end up somewhere in Vegas. Somewhere in Vegas. But right. I just don't know where it is. Not quite sure. Yeah, word. Get ready. It's going to be hot. It's in Vegas. Check out Mark. Be there or be square. Hello, everybody, to a special edition of Somewhere in Vegas here on blogtalkradio.com. I'm Mark the Key. I'm your host. I'm very privileged to have a, uh, a award winner and a uh, multi-platinum singer-songwriter. Um, she has done a lot in the industry. She's a veteran of the industry. She's going to be uh, playing over at the Sunset Station in Vegas here uh, coming up in just a few weeks. Um, I am very privileged to have, uh, you know, one of, one of my favorite singers, uh, Dina Kerner, is on with us right now. How are you doing, Dina? Good. How's it going? Good. Um, how's how's everything going in terms of uh, you've been touring a little bit, haven't you? I have. 
have. You know, we got, I got my little record label up and running this past year, got the record finished, and then got the label running and um, all that wrapped up. So now I'm able to get back out and do shows again. And a lot of writer's nights kind of in the round thing and um, some full band shows too. But it's just a hodgepodge of great fun. It's so much fun. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, you you started this new record label, which I found I found really cool. Um, tell us a little bit about how that came about. Well, you know, I've been gone for a while, obviously, and I've been writing, just raising my son and being a, mo- a mom, a single mom, and taking care of him, and uh, just taking the time to focus on that, but also continuing to write songs and produce some other artists and just taking the career from a little bit of a different perspective. And then I had this collection of songs and I, I thought, well, heck, you know, we'll see if we can get a deal and went around and talked, met with some people. And everybody was like, man, we love you so much, but this is a, an age where, you know, we find 20 year olds and it's a young kind of a marketing deal these days. And so nobody, everybody gave me such goodwill, but nobody wanted to, kind of step up and do it with me. So I said, well, my dad had a label when I was little, and, you know, I've been doing this for 25 years almost. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, in my 40s, I'm still young and rocking, so I'm just going to do this myself. So I revived his label um, and just changed it a little bit, and now it's called Little Nugget. And, uh, and we're rolling, so I'm excited. Yeah, I mean, uh, I you know I'm I you know I I kind of I kind of hate that the fact that you know some of these labels sometimes don't you know don't uh, you know you know back up you know singers that have had have actually had success in the past. I mean, um, I think Johnny Cash is probably the prime example of that uh, back in the day. Yeah. Um, there was a point at which you know that labels just would not sign him, so he ended up uh, signing with a with a with a kind of independent label at the time. And ended up uh, having a uh, resurgence in his career. So hopefully we get to see or hear the same thing from you. Thank you. I hope so. And you know what? It's such goodwill. That's the thing. Is like everybody tiptoes around. You know, forty. It's still even artists in their mid to late thirties aren't getting signed. And so it's like prime of life stuff. And I don't tiptoe around that at all. I am. So grateful to be healthy and still rocking, you know, and working out and being active and excited about my life. And within the business, everybody feels the same. It's like, you know, we worked hard to maintain credibility all these years and all that stuff. And so that never dies. So there's a lot of goodwill and you just have to, I think everybody's watching, you know, they want you to do well, you know, because they may need you at some point because you kind of pay the road in case they want to go down that route, you know? So well, you're also I'm used to doing that. Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, I'm used to doing that. It's like I'm, you know, I can, I hear the effect that we had on the industry. Like people, you know, have electric rock and roll guitars in their shows and the oriental rugs and like we're, I was really the first artist to come out, as especially one of the girls, to come out and do that um, in a time when girls weren't doing that, you know. And, and it's really rewarding to look back and see that the influence was positive and made a difference 
And so going into the label world and still writing songs and being, you know, producing and all that stuff and being an artist, but the new frontier, it's really exciting. Yeah, and I was going to mention that you, I mean, you're still influencing quite a few younger artists as well. I mean, um, you may have some artists on your label that are, that are you know, kind of leaning on you uh, with some of your experience uh, um, being uh, being an artist for so long. And also also the fact that, um, you know, other artists, you know, still listen to you. I, I know that Kenny Chesney actually covered one of your songs uh, several years ago as well. So. That's got to be kind of, you know, kind of, uh, you know, appreciated that there are, you know, there are some people that are still following you and um, and still, uh, you know, still look up to you a little bit in terms of your music. Yeah, it's very cool. I know Keith Urban just invited me to do an event with him in Nashville in May. And, um, you know, John Rich and I write together. And it's just amazing. It's like what goes on behind the scenes. That's why I love doing these writers nights and things because you get together with your artist friends and comrades that you don't get to see very often because everybody's so busy and in their own thing. But when you get to hook up and musically share a night together and hang out, you know, it's, it's unbelievably fulfilling. So it's so much fun to have that camaraderie. And we've all stuck with it, you know. And he's, I don't, I mean, even Joe Diffie. I mean, I did a show with Tracy Lawrence, with Jason Aldean, Tracy Lawrence, Joe Diffie, Tyler Farr, and me. And and it was just like no time had passed. We sat backstage and had so much fun, you know, had some drinks together and caught up. And it's just you might not see these people on the forefront or on the radio right now, but they're still amazing and they're still doing well so it's really fun yeah i think so too it, it's great to be able to um um you know kind of you know kind of uh i would say almost be a think tank a little bit as well that you know to work with some of these some of the talented artists as well and it's great that they you still have relationships with a lot of them as well i know with this one i think you're going to be with uh Stephen dale jones on on it with this time around as well um you know tell us a little bit about about Stephen and working with him no, uh, who is it? I'm sorry, that just caught me um, off oh, Stephen Dale Jones is going to be on the same, I think, on the same docket as you are uh, at the sunset. Are you there? Are you there, Dina? Did we lose you? We might have lost her. I think we lost Dina. I think she'll be calling in momentarily. Um, we may have lost her a little bit when I was asking that question. Kind of weird, but um, she'll be calling back in hopefully shortly. Um, yeah, it's remarkable to see a gal like, like Dina, you know, have that staying power that she has. And we'll talk a little bit about that uh, when she calls back in. Um, I mean, I still hear little girls singing her songs and it's just kind of interesting to be able to hear you know like I said how you know much and she's just influenced so many other artists as well so it's great to be able to see uh Dina kind of make that uh make her way that way so uh hopefully Dina will be able to call us back in it's great to be able to see that she's also like I said working with some of the, some of the best talent out there as well so I mean she's influenced so much so many other other artists that have come up after her um it's just unbelievable to be able to see that so 
Um, hopefully, Dina will give us a call back in. Um, kind of weird that we kind of, kind of, blonked out there a little bit for a second. Um, while we're waiting for her, I want to mention you guys can check out Dina on Twitter at Dina Sings. So make sure you guys check that out on Twitter. Um, you guys can check her out, uh, dinacarter.com as well, to see her upcoming dates if you're, if you're not in the Vegas area. You guys can check her out there as well. So uh, hopefully, like I said, we'll hopefully get her back on the line shortly. Um, but, um, but yeah, you know, she's, like I said, she's a really influential person as well. So um, it'll be really interesting to see um, what she has up her sleeve. Uh, are you back, back in <coughs> <laughs> I don't know what happened. It sounded like aliens. It's that weird thing every now and then on the sound. Yeah. Did you hear it? Yeah, I heard it too on my end as well. So uh, I think we're back to clear again. But I was asking you, um, Stephen, Stephen Dale Jones is going to be on the uh, docket with you on the 28th. Um, do you know anything about him? Um, well, I know that he – I just saw some stuff with word publishing and a little bit of news that – I, sometimes I'll come and I don't, you know, know the people very well or whatever. So that's always fun to get to know them when we get to play together. Well, yeah, I mean, and, and that kind of, it's kind of, it, it would be kind of fun, you know, kind of, it's kind of like a little wild card thing where you don't know what's going to happen if you end up being on the same stage with a, with another fellow songwriter and what kind of style he has, you not knowing anything too. So it'll be interesting to see see what happens if when you two hit the stage. So um, it'll be yeah, interesting to say the least. It's always fun to learn. That's my thing. It's like in these shows and the situations I get in, I'm so, you know, it used to be when I was younger, and here's the beauty about getting older and being more seasoned. I am so excited to be there and learn something and, and be moved and, and inspired. And when I was young, I used to just be like, oh, I can't, okay, I'm going to do this song. It was all about me. And so now I just go and, you know, kind of, I don't have a script, I don't know, I don't know what songs I'm going to play, I have a general idea, but I'm really open and listening to people and really paying attention to their craft and, and their gifts, and it just, I always leave these shows, like, so inspired, I want to write, 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 it's really, really great. Yeah, I mean, noticing noticing a little bit of the audience that you have. I mean, um, I think, to say the least, that you may have transcended, you know, some of the generations here. Um, you know, I think your your hit Strawberry Wine in, in particular, I mean, I, I can't go to a karaoke night um, without hearing that song. Um, what First of all, what's the staying, what do you think the staying power is behind that song? Why Why do you think it's so popular, you know, especially among – even even this generation, and, and what do you think about the generation uh, really kind of appreciating your music now? You know, it's really amazing to me because my theory is, first of all, it just blows my mind. It, it has taken this resurgence. Like, all of a sudden, it, it definitely is a solid song in the classics column. You know, like, it's it's solidified in country music as one of the classic songs that people will forever love. And to be a part of that is just incredible. That is such a blessing. I, I just want to put that out there first. Um, and secondly, I feel like it's the kids, you know, or the nieces and nephews, whatever, of the people that might have been in high school relating to it or college. It's just a timeless song that sings about, 
a time in your life that everyone goes through. So whether you were going through it, anticipating going through it in your early teens and you heard the song, or you were like a grandparent reflecting on living through it, it puts everybody at the same place. So all these people now have either grown up and had their own kids or their kids are at that place, and it just keeps getting stronger and stronger and stronger because it's such a timeless message. You know, I mean, I am blown away that I had any any association with something that's been so connecting with people. I just love that. Yeah, you know, and I, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm saying this not just because you're on, on air, but, but it's the absolute truth. It, I think the song for me is one of the, my top five, you know, favorite country songs of all time. It, it is a very timeless, it's a, it's a very timeless song in, in the fact that, like I, said, like I said, I mean, I can't go to a karaoke night with, with some gal not singing it. And a lot of times these gals are in their 20s singing this. This is, uh, you, know, you, know, you know, a little bit before, you know, they, they probably ever heard the song before. So um, I think it is, I think you're right. It is one of those timeless things that everybody can relate to as well. But um, yeah. I, I Do you know it's really great to be able to see. Go ahead. I have, to, I have to tell you this. I went in to um, pick up my son from school. My son's in fourth. There was a little girl sitting in the library. And when I walked in, she said, um, are you really the girl that sings my favorite country song, Strawberry Wine? And this child is maybe eight, nine years old. Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable to see, to see how, how transcendent this, this song is between the generations. So uh, I'm pretty sure, I mean, you're getting a lot, you know, you, your audience probably at one of your shows is, is, you know, everybody from the grandparents down to the, you know, to maybe the teenage teenage grad kids or, or something like that in the audience listening to your music. So, um, you know, that's, that's, that's got to be kind of fun for you to be able to see that there are different, different uh, age groups in there when you're uh, doing, your, uh, doing your concerts. Yeah, it it really is amazing, and that's the thing. I feel like, you know, like I said, it's a connector for generations. It's, and I'm still young. Like that's what I said. I'm still, I'm blown away that I'm still young enough to, uh, like, be in the middle of it actively and appreciate it. You know, it keeps me in the gym and it keeps me being healthy and <laughs> taking care of myself so I can, like, I want to enjoy this as long as I live, because it's such a gift. Now, now having, having a son, I mean, has that kind of uh, deterred you a little bit from touring as, as much as you, you probably used to? Or um, do you find it kind of, kind of a, a blessing that sometimes you get some downtime uh, between, uh, you know, going to these shows and, um, you know, enjoying some, some time with your, with your son? It definitely, you know, I made a conscious choice to – way back and come off the road for the most part to tend to him and take care of him. Um, uh, you know, the relationship with his dad and me ended, and, and his dad's a great dad, still involved, but it was still looking at I'm the mom and I've got to take care of my kids. You know, I want to make sure that I'm around, and I didn't want to miss, you know, as much as I love touring and being in that, I don't want to miss the, the football games and the school play, and I really still prioritize that. You know, he's got a, a show. He's in a little band 
they have a rock concert called Kid Cella coming up in April, and I actually turned down a very well-paying show, like full-on show, so I could be at his concert and volunteer and help with the kids' bands. And, you know, it's like at the end of the day, you have to choose your, your family as much as possible. I mean, you also have to make a living and tend to your life, but at the same time, I just know that this time is fleeting, so it was important for me to be there for him. And now I'm able to branch back out and go back on the road more because he's 10, you know, he's getting old enough where he's kind of like, go away. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, you know, you got to appreciate it. Uh, Appreciate the time you have with family as well. I know you had a a, a semi-short time with your father. Uh, He ended up, you know, ended up dying when you were a little bit younger. Um, and um, I know that there was um, actually you're a spokesperson for the uh, I believe the Kenny Foundation. Is that correct? Yes, I'm. I'm not as active in that anymore, but I still am very supportive of organ donation, the kidney research organization out here. I was on the board at USC with the doctors, the renal, all these doctors um, in doing you know research, and I did that for quite a few years. Um, so I'm always promoting that for people to to donate organs and to be a part of giving life. That's a big deal. Yeah, I want to mention something kind of related to that because you actually went to college um, before you mean before you know making your way up and 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 becoming coming a country artist as well. Was that a kind of a conscious decision for you to to um, to go to college uh, and first and kind of work your way through that? Or, um, you know, kind of how did that come about? Well, I did because I grew up in a musician's house, right? So I knew, like, ebb and flow. I knew plenty and want. I mean, I knew what that felt like to live, like, on this roller coaster of feast or famine, you know. And my parents, I mean, they took, they were married 50 years till the day my dad died. They took amazing care of us. Um, we didn't feel the effects of it like they did, but I could, I just knew I wanted something to fall back on. My grandmother had been in a, I'd grown up visiting her, my mother's mother in a nursing home and just the care they kind of put everybody, if you had a, a hip fracture or if you were mentally ill or if you had cancer, they were, they just had everybody in like one big facility as opposed to specialized care back in the seventies very different than they do now, but, and I just, I witnessed a whole lot of things, and in sussing out how I wanted to be in my life, I wanted something to fall back on, and I wanted to be a doctor, and I just wasn't disciplined enough, I liked to party too much at the time, and I wasn't, like, I was not med school material, so I decided to go into rehabilitation therapy for stroke and head injury patients, and I did that just briefly post-internship after college. Um, So, yeah, and just my love for older people. You know, I have a real affinity for older people, kids and older people. And so that's why I did that. And my dad was like, what the heck? Why are you going to waste your time on college? You could be already out in the industry. Like, you could be making waves, you know. (laughs) So he was probably the only father in, in the world that was like, good for you, but you're going to go to music. So, 
do whatever you need to do, you know. I kind of have to laugh at that, you know. It's like, you know, usually it's the parents saying, oh, you're, um, you know, you have to go to college first before you can pursue a music career. And then you're like, I want to go to college, and your father's like going, you know, you could, you could, you could go and bypass college and have a music career. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. He was, he was like, let me know when you're over this whole college degree thing so we can get back to making music. It was funny. It really was. Uh, yeah, I mean, he was proud. I, I feel- Go ahead. Uh, he was just—he was very proud. You know, he was proud of me and thought that what I was doing was great. But he just, whenever I'd struggle in my studies or whatever, he was—he just laughed and shake his head like, "Well, you chose this," you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> it was always like he just believed in me so much musically that I think. I think, to be honest with you, he believed in me so much musically and encouraged me so much in that way that it gave me the the faith that I could, like, go to college and it would be okay if, if college degree didn't pan out. Like, it was the total opposite of what most people get. So for that, that's a God gift right there. I'm very grateful for that. Yeah, I think a lot of a lot of musicians can learn from that. I mean... You know, um, it's a very tough business, and you know, even even you coming from a from a musical family, it's a really tough business. And you mentioned that you know the idea that it's basically feast or famine at times. Um, that you know, having something to fall back on, I think is is I think really worth it. I mean, especially now. Like I said, I mean, right now, I mean, it's it's probably ten times as competitive as maybe it was when you started out. So um, there's just yeah. so many girls that are going right into music. So. Um, you know, I'm hoping that lesson is, is kind of uh, translated down to them that, you know, um, you know, have something, have a backup, make sure that you're, you're kind of set um, with a backup just in case, just in case your, your, your dreams of stardom don't make it. Uh, not to discourage you or anything, but, you know, it's always good to have. Yeah. So. Well, you, you know what so it I mean, is, too? It's, it's the discipline of doing both. It's like it was very good discipline for me to have to, you know, on the school thing, but also figure out a way to sing at night or, you know, I mean, obviously you have to give one priority to get through it. I think you have to focus on what your end game is, wherever you're at. It's A game and B game, you know, and it really did train me in that. And let me tell you what, to this day, this morning, I I set up like glass alert um, for jobs. Like I'm always looking for a job. Just in case. It, and I'm not even kidding. I, I look for jobs. Like, do I get my master's? Do I want to pull that that off and, and get that up to par in case I need it? Like, I'm still thinking that way. Um, but I'm not stopping my music, you know, pursuit. Like, I just started a label and all the outlets that we're talking about. I do that in sync with, like, wow, well, what are, what are therapists getting paid these days or what would it cost if I did music music supervision for Warner Brothers? Or like, I am always looking for a job, and that's just because how I was raised, and I had to pay my own way and and make my own way. So, <laughs> don't be surprised if you saw me and like with my resume and with at the job line. I mean, I would I'm not above doing that if it came down to it. 
Now, um, with the new label, I mean, you, you mentioned that, that you obviously have, you know, put out your new album on, on this new label, but um, have you signed any artists to the new label? I haven't yet because I want, you know, we just got rolling in May, June, and then we had the December uh, cyber release, and we just had March 4th street date for physical release for me. So I'm... I want to ride that out for a few more, you know, probably till the fall. And um, Sony Red is distributing, so it's like seeing how that relationship works. You know, if that runs smoothly, then I feel confident that I could bring someone else in. And it's a matter of funding and, you know, making sure that you're paying your way and not borrowing money and all that kind of stuff. I don't want to go into debt being in the business. Um, and I don't want to make other people go into debt because I've lived that too as an artist where I've owed millions of dollars, you know, and had to pay back millions of dollars before I got paid. And so the goal is to have it, you know, self-contained and self-sufficiently running. And yes, and I'm looking for talent now. I'm looking so that we can kind of be farming that now. Well, it's good to know. I mean, I've had quite a few country artists over the past couple of weeks that are, uh, uh, you know, that are, um, are are starting to make a little bit of waves. They're starting to, to, to you know, make out some uh, some singles and all that as well. So they're really working on it. And strangely enough, a lot of them are from Toronto. <laughs> um, I got a lot of people, huh. a lot of country stars from Toronto. So, um, you uh-huh. know, the country music thing up in Canada is actually pretty solid from what I'm hearing. So, um, yeah. so it'll be interesting to see see if you if you do sign somebody down the line as well. Um, you know, I, yeah, like I said I really look forward to hear. You know, you know, um, I'm really looking forward to, to hearing uh, the complete album. And um, um, obviously, the album's you said the album's out right now, right? Yes, iTunes and Amazon. You can get it. It's called Southern Way of Life. You can go to um, I think Walmart and Best Buy are physically carrying it now with the full packaging and everything. Um, we do have digital artwork. We, I mean, we did it right. You know, we did it exactly like they do it from Capital and Universal and all those. I um, used those people. Joe Galani um, mentored me and, and consulted me. He ran Arista Records forever, you know, RCA. Like, I definitely tapped into the people that I respect and that respect me and did it right, for sure. So, um you can go there and go Dina.com. It's got all my socials and all the gigs and my blog and all kinds of fun stuff that I do a weekly blog, um, which I'm about to post today. Hopefully I'll finish that, this one this week. And those are inspirational kind of deeper insights to songs that I've written. It's a lot of fun. There's a lot of stuff on the website. So and go get it. Push that button. We're trying to get people to commit. Push the button. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, I mean, yeah, yeah. Go to Dina dot com, and I know she, you're on Twitter as well. I mean, uh, Dina sings on on Twitter as well. I mean, um, yeah. One question I had for you is, you know, you mentioned, you know, the fact that you know you you were really, you know, heavily consulting consulting a lot of people when it comes to your label. I mean, you've obviously seen the change over from when you started out in 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 the music business to now, and how much has changed. Um, in terms of where marketing is, how how uh, singles are released, how albums are released as well. I mean, it's um, probably kind of a little bit overwhelming, especially with uh, with the new label. 
It is, but you know what? It is like the wild frontier. I mean, it is just like the wild west in the ability to do it and what you can do. And it's so exciting. And and talk about the learning curve. I've been on two major labels, you know, like 10 years on one, three years on one, and then um, two smaller indie labels. And now doing it myself. And, you know, you think you know everything until you have to do everything. And let me tell you, there are quite a few people I've called and said, oh, my gosh, thank you so much for everything you did for me. <laughs> like, out of the blue, old publicists, old record, you know, people that I worked with 15 years ago and just hugging them over the phone to say thank you because I've had to do all of it except for, you know, the people that I've hired after the fact that, Putting it out and doing all the coding, the encoding, the registrations, the legally, all that stuff, um, I've had to figure out those avenues. And so it's been a lot of fun, and it's been very humbling and very exciting. So now that we're rolling, like, I cannot wait to help someone else that doesn't have to do that, you know? Yeah, I want to mention that you guys can you can still purchase tickets over um, at uh, stagecasinos.com. Um, and you go under the entertainment section. Um, it'll be uh, at the Sunset Station coming up, I believe, on March 28th. You can listen to um, Prudina, which, I mean, you know, this is obviously going to be a little bit more of an intimate setting. Obviously, it's an unplugged um, songwriters kind of thing, um, which is a lot different than maybe a full-blown concert as well. So I mean, you're probably going to be uh, – you probably love kind of doing this little kind of intimate little show. Um, in front of uh, maybe you know maybe not a, such a big big uh, audience as you used to. Yeah, it's fun. I mean, all of it's amazing. But to sit there with my notebook and I have like the nerd college binder that I bring and set out in front of me, and everybody laughs at me. They really do. They make fun of me. Like, what are you doing? It's not professional, you know. And I say, all I need is a stool and a music stand <laughs> because. I want the freedom to read my notes and look at all that effort and energy and, you know, and not be on an agenda like pull up songs that I can play or I don't know. I just want it in front of me. And so that's the way I roll when we do writer's nights and even live shows too. I throw the notebook up there so we can kind of wing it and it's fun for the audience and you get to hear stories in the recording, you know, the writing of the song. It's a lot of real personal insight and a very intimate, cool connection with the crowd. I love it. It's really fun to do. Well, you know, I can't wait. Um, I'll hopefully be in the audience. If not, uh, you know, I'll definitely catch you, try to catch you next time as well. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. It's, you know, I like I said, I, I really love your, you know, I really love Strawberry Wine because it's one of my top five, you know, favorite songs. And it was an absolute pleasure to, to be able to get some insight uh, into uh uh, recording live artists like yourself, and hopefully we'll have you on the show maybe sometime down in line in the future. And uh, best of luck to you uh, with your new label. Thank you. I think we're going to be back there like September or something maybe in the fall. I'm not sure. We'll figure it out. But if you don't come, I'm going to thank you. you got to hear Strawberry Wine live. Come on. <laughs> well, I'll try my darndest to be out there for it. If not, I'll, try <laughs> just, I'll, I'll be there in September. Okay, no worries. <laughs> okay, well, thanks a lot for taking some time out, Dana. And, and like I said, best of luck to you with your label and uh, and really like to really look forward to it. Thank you. I appreciate it. Okay, bye, Dina. Bye.
Tina Carter, everybody. Awesome individual to be able to talk to. So um, I know we're in uh, we're in record mode right now. So I'm gonna let you guys know um, next week at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, um, we are going to have uh, actor and director uh, Miguel uh, Torrey, I believe his name is. Um, he has got a film out called um, uh, Pretty Rosebud, I believe it's called. Um, we're going to be talking a little bit about that. That's on Monday, 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern. Expect some really big guests coming up on the show in the next couple weeks. Um, you guys can check out um, VegasPodcasting.com, VegasPodcasting.com, with, um, with all the details on what you, what you do. Plus, you can listen to the archive if you missed out on the show. Or if you want to hear, listen to some really cool, um, really cool stuff. I just had uh, actress Kim Roberts on this past week. Uh, it's a really interesting interview you might want to catch as well. So um, really, really great to be able to hear that as well. So we'll see you guys on Monday, 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern with Miguel Torrey uh, on the uh, podcast. And until then, I'll talk to you guys then.